you're the best of the best. If you have a great product, there's somebody else out there, and the people listening know this, who also has a great product. And it's up to us, up to you, up to the people who make the products to influence the customer's perception of value. Today on Skifu Talks, we're fortunate to have Tony Newman with us. Tony Newman is a five-time award-winning business owner and founder of the Innovation Advantage, a company that works with organizations worldwide to design innovative, experience-driven business strategies that drive more customers, more revenue, and more growth. Strategies that not only differentiate organizations from their competition, but also significantly strengthen their competitive advantage in the marketplace. Tony, I want to welcome you to SKU Food Talks, where we share insights into the food industry and help suppliers try to grow their bottom line. I'm thrilled to be here, Peter. Thank you for having me. Great. And Tony, maybe you could just tell us a little bit of, about some of the work that you do at Innovation Advantage. Well, the, the, the description that you just gave is, is pretty accurate. Most of our clients are the best of the best. They've gone through all of the getting better. They know what they need to do. They have their best practices. And they've risen to a certain level in the marketplace. And they're still looking for that one extra thing that can give them a competitive advantage. So they're looking for something that they can put in their toolbox that is unique to them and that they can kind of bring out as a secret weapon. So we don't actually tell them what to do, but we do give them a process and talk to them. First of all, we challenge their thinking, and then we talk to them about how they can see the experiences that they create for their customers a little differently and how those deliberately designed experiences can drive sales and drive growth. Okay, well, I look forward to digging into that a little bit as we go through today on the on our podcast, but I know that you have a definitely have a very strong connection to the food industry and perhaps you could share a little bit with our uh, audience about how you were introduced to the industry. Well, I didn't have any choice. <laughs> Neither did a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> My father was Norman Newman. Uh, I was born in Halifax. My father was the owner of Capital Stores back in the day. So I grew up in the retail food industry. He had capital stores, he had the Derby Tavern that maybe some of your listeners will remember. Mm -hmm. um, I had somebody recently recognize the name the Steak and Stein restaurant because that was my dad's too with his partner Jack Smith. And at one point he had a health and beauty aid store called Value Fair. So I grew up where every vacation we went to some store so my father could check out the price of bananas. And uh, yeah, I grew up. I have, I have vivid memories, Peter, of him sitting at his desk. Uh, I want to say it was Sunday night, but I, but I could be wrong. And he would have the paper spread out as people had back then, the paper and those red wax pencils. I don't even know if they still exist. And he was, he was circling all the Sobey's promotions and his competitors' promotions. And so, yeah, I have a little bit of insight into the retail food industry. Well, I'm sure that is uh, definitely some, we'll call that grassroots. And uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, advanced enough to remember the capital stores. And uh, when I joined, Loblaw was actually just at the time that they acquired the capital stores. So, right. but uh, anyway, I'm sure that, you and I talking about capital stores might not help our listeners get 
really innovative. So we'll dive into the innovation part of today. Okay. All right. So when I look at the name of your business, you call it the Innovation Advantage. And so one thing that jumps to my mind is how do you define innovation? I'm really glad that you asked that question. Not that we had it planned in advance or anything, but I'm really glad you asked that question because innovation is a buzzword. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a word, it's what I call an ego word. It means ego meaning it makes my eyes glaze over. And there's so many buzzwords out there and they're so overused that they have ceased to have any meaning whatsoever. So it was really important for us in our work that we do with our clients to define innovation. And this is how we define it. We define it as value-based change that resets expectations. So I'll repeat that. Value-based change that resets expectations. And so to understand that, the first thing we need to understand and wrap our heads around is that improvement is not the same as innovation. Improvement is getting better and innovation is getting different. I'm not saying that we don't need to get better and all of those things we do, I just got off a phone call with a client actually in the retail food industry who's talking to me about clean bathrooms and, and you know the importance of a clean store and that's great. But for me, that's, that's the level that you have to have to stay in business. The best of the best already have clean stores and they have clean bathrooms. Value-based change that resets expectations means that your brand, your store, uh, your business organization is in some way doing something that provides new value to customers that totally resets their perception of value. And I guess the best example that I can give that would be relevant to your listeners is I shop at the IGA here in Montreal. And at IGA, they give you something free for every $70 that you spend uh, and something of value. It, it could be fresh food. It could be a mug. It could be certain amount of cents off liters for gas, but it is a value to me. So the reality is that whenever I go to a different store and I don't get that, I'm thinking I should have gone to IGA because IGA owns the checkout moment for me. Instead of points that I have to get 10 million of for them to be of value to me, IGA gives me immediate gratification, something of value for every $70 that I spend. IGA owns the checkout moment. That for me is as innovative as the internet, as innovative as Apple redefining and resetting expectations for how we interact with our music. Because it's all different industries and different levels, but all of those touch points are important value-based change that resets expectations. Mm -hmm. Okay, and for me, it's, it's also listening to you, it's also obviously what that retailer has done resonates with you who yes. are right in their target market, so. Absolutely, and, and that's one of the things we're gonna talk about at, at the event in a couple of weeks is, is what, what your client perceives of value, your target market perceives of val as valuable, is only you have to be clear on who those people are and what they perceive as value because you're absolutely right uh, me as a shopper at IGA might perceive that as value and somebody else might go you know what I'm going to somebody else because the price is lower mm -hmm. and that's a more value to them right and where most of our listeners are, are suppliers in the food industry 
I know that they see that they have a lot of challenges. There are so many things that they have to do for a food product to be produced properly, uh, get it delivered to their customer um, in the shape that it should be delivered in and on time. So do you think if they manage to do all that and, and they do it all you know, really well, um, that it's a great product? Do you think that's enough in today's world? Well, wouldn't it be wonderful if it was? I mean, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if it was for all of us? Because with the greatest of respect to the food industry, it's not that different. It's the whole build it and they will come uh, uh, approach. The problem is in our hyper competitive marketplace. And I think back when my, you know, when my dad was in the retail business, they didn't even have the, the no frills. They didn't have all of the different suppliers of all of the different uh, categories. So for the people who are listening and for the people who are going to be at the event in a couple of weeks, yes, it's really important to have a great product, but that's just the first step because you're the best of the best. If you have a great product, there's somebody else out there, and the people listening know this, who also has a great product. And it's up to us, up to you, up to the people who make the products to influence the customer's perception of value. And the only way to do that in our world is to create experiences for them, is to find innovative ways of telling your story so that the customer wants to pick that product up off the shelf. So I believe I've heard you say it's not enough um, to, to, to make great products. It's about how you sell the great products you make or some version of that. And, and I believe that that's absolutely true, not only for the food industry, but for all of us. It's not enough anymore to get our product on what is for your uh, listeners, a real grocery store shelf, and for us, a metaphorical grocery store shelf. We got to make sure that the customer picks it up off the shelf amidst a ton of other options. That's right. And in a lot of the work that we do with clients, we see that uh, it's, we try to make them understand so much that it's their job to sell these products and yes. it's their job to make sure that the consumer picks it up and puts it in the shopping cart. And when you look at the food industry, do you see that there are possibilities for delivering innovation in that what I call a retail plan, which is, should be their plan about how that product is going to sell? Oh, absolutely. And there are, there are so many touch points along the way. Now, let me be clear, because you and I had this conversation. There are constraints, and I accept that there are constraints. But again, with the greatest of respect to the food industry, there are constraints in every industry. You know that expression, think outside the box? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I actually believe the whole phrase is, or should be, think outside the box, innovate within the box. Because we all have a box. When I, when I work in the pharmaceutical industry, it's the regulations that they can and can't do. Or if I work for a, an organization that has franchisees, well, the franchisees have a box. And the box in the food industry is that all of those touch points that make up the marketing spend or the trade spend, some of them are more controlled than others. Uh, some of them you have to be, you have to innovate within the box or you have to innovate within the size of the, of, of the sign or, or whatever it is. 
but mm -hmm. there is still room for innovation. And at the event in a couple of weeks, I'm going to show people exactly how to do that. Once you understand what your box is, it's great to have ideas that are outside of the box. The question is, how do we take those amazingly innovative ideas and apply them inside the box? And it is very, very, very doable. And the most successful brands, people like uh, your listeners, are already doing it. And I'm just going to poke the bear a little bit and take them a little further on the road. Well, I look forward to seeing the bear being poked because <laughs> I really agree that we, we tend to, to sometimes focus on the constraints as opposed to, you know, defining them and then, and then bringing the ideas that can work within. So I can't wait until we can dive in and do that. And one of the, the questions I would have is, how do you help business leaders bring this type of thinking and, and process to their business? And I, I can share with you that my experience in the food industry is, is again, that we put so much emphasis on the product and making the product, but how do we help the, the business leaders see this type of thinking? Well, I, one of the ways to do it is exactly what you're doing with your cart event in, in a couple of weeks. It's to have these suppliers in a room for a couple of days, which is amazing. And I, and I, know, I know that a couple of days is a, is a long time away from your business. It's a long time away from my business. It's a long time away from your business. Mm -hmm. But what, what business leaders do not give themselves the time to do is the thinking. And the purpose of, of, of getting away, whether it's to your event or whether it's a, a week with your staff to go away and think, is that you need to be able to clear some space in your brain and to not be reactive, but to be proactive. And to do that, uh, listening to some of the amazing speakers that are going to be at your event, that's, that, that will spark ideas. And, and I'm excited that I'm on the morning of the second day because I get to listen to the, to the first day and then help wrap it all up, not just with with talking about mindset and what you can do, but with a proven process. And it's like you, Peter, you have a process that you know works. I have a process that I know works. Both of us can prove it. So all people really need to do is give themselves the time to absorb the process and take it home, share it with their teams and practice. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be brilliant on day one. But the more you practice, the more you do it. Your listeners did not come up with a great product the first time they, they manufactured it or the first time they made it. It took time and it took practice, and this is the same. But if they stick with it, it'll, it will pay off. Mm -hmm. I, and I think a lot of times there's so much emphasis put on the, the front part of that equation yes. where that then, then now what we're giving people the opportunity to do is, is really bring that same level of of commitment and and thinking into the selling part of it and i can't wait until we can dive in and uh, and really see it start to work within the room now i was just going to say that i love that word commitment and that's exactly what it is is that we have to be committed all of us and I, I know it can be it can be tempting to to be incredibly relieved that the product ended up on the shelf that you you know you had a great meeting with the category manager and the product ended up on the shelf and woo, that's something to celebrate and it is but mm -hmm. in each and every business we need to be responsible for and committed to what we need to do to sell the great products we make and that's what we're going to be talking about.
Great. Now, one of the things when I think about innovation is that I believe maybe there's a perception that innovation is expensive and that might maybe influence some people in the food industry say, well, I've put a lot in up front, so I don't have any money left for innovation on the, on the sales and, and the marketing side of things. So my question for you is, A, does it have to be expensive and how do they figure out that return on their investment? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and it's a bit of a complicated one, but, the, but the, the straightforward, simple answer is to the first part of your question, no. And at the event, I'm going to share a lot of examples that were not expensive at all. The second part of your question is a little more complicated in the terms of how do you measure return on investment. One of the things I'm going to share at the event is, is a big part of our process, uh, process called the 5S solution. And what's cool about this process, Peter, is it actually allows anybody to put an idea through this matrix and to evaluate before they launch the idea the probability of a return on investment. So the simple answer to your question is, look, if you can get back what you put in, if you invest a little more, you might get back a little more. That's, that's the way business works. But the good thing about the 5S solution is it allows us to plug some of those holes, I call them the holes in your cheese, allow us to plug some of those holes in your cheese so you increase the probability of a return on investment. Um, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I talk about um, is business cards. And, and my business card is very different and I have lots of, of colleagues and clients who have very different business cards. And, and the bottom line is those business cards cost more money. So I've invested more than I would in a straightforward paper, cardboard business card. But I can also say, I know that my business card rarely ends up without somebody commenting on it. I, I have people who say that they've still got my business card on their desk from six years, seven years, eight years ago. So that's how I balance. That's how I balance return on investment is I think about from the beginning. Remember, we're not just talking about innovation and I'm going to bring this point home. We're talking about strategic innovation. So mm -hmm. innovation that has been deliberately designed to attain a specific result. Innovation that's been deliberately designed to obtain a specific result. And we're not talking about product innovation or process innovation, but experience innovation. Mm -hmm. So much to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. I get excited when I'm just, just getting into this and, yeah. and we have three hours in, at our event uh, at the end of September. So we are so excited to have you speaking with us and and speak and sharing all these insights at cart 2018 which is coming up september 26th and 27th in halifax and for people to understand we've been talking about cart and just to give you a little bit of an explanation it's our process at skew food which we've developed to help you get more of your products in more shopping carts more often and the C in CART stands for consumers, and it has to start with consumers. They're the people who make the decision to buy the product. The A in CART stands for alignment, and that's really all about understanding your customers, the retailers. The R is the retail plan to sell your products, and that's where Tony's gonna bring her incredible experience and value to help us bring some innovation to that. And then finally, the T in CART is for trust. And when you can develop that triangle of trust between your business, your customer, and the consumer, that's where the magic happens. 
And that's where we can shift the conversation from doing it for 10 cents less to opportunities. And we're really looking forward to the segment that Tony's going to do and really help people see how to sell their products differently. And uh, I've had the privilege of seeing Tony on stage before, and I know that I'm pressed back in my seat watching, and I'm just taking notes, and I'm trying to figure out how it applies to my business right then and there. And I know as I listen, I make my business better. So Tony, I'm wondering, you shared a little bit about the 5S solution. Are there any other tidbits that you can share for people who are going to be attending CART 2018 to, to get them excited about it? Well, I think one of the things that I get the most excited about just when I, when I hear you explain your process is although we're going to be focusing on retail plans, thinking differently and, and deliberately designed experiences apply to the other three letters as well. They apply to the consumer and they apply the, to alignment and they especially apply to building trust because the key of it is how do we build experiences that influence results. And, and so it applies to everything. It applies to how they hire their staff. It applies to how they motivate their staff. It applies to how they get their teenager to clean up his or her room. So that's what I get excited about is that this has wide, wide, wide implications. Although in the context of your event, we're going to be focusing on retail plans. I use it every day. My clients use it every day. It's just, if I may say so myself, it's exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. It is. And, uh, and I know that the way that we've designed this event, there's going to be opportunities for people to really work on their business while they're there. Yes. And, uh, and maybe, I don't know, perhaps they'll even leave with a strategy to get their teenagers to clean their room too. I'm not maybe. sure. You never know. <laughs> that would be a, a, a real return on an investment right that there. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners who want to talk directly to you and, and learn more about how you can help their business grow, how do they contact you? Well, there's the website, obviously, which is uh, Newman.com. Uh, email address, if you'd like to email me directly, is Tony, T-O-N-I, at tonynewman.com and you can find me on LinkedIn and if you're on Facebook if any of your listeners are on Facebook we have a free Facebook group called influential innovators but if you if you just search for me it'll come up and we have tons of discussions about these kinds of things so please reach out if you have any questions if you have any thoughts if you have anything you want to make sure that I cover just like that question Peter that you uh, you asked about is it expensive or return on investment if any of your listeners have any questions like that that they want to make sure I cover please email me Tony at Tony Newman.com well thank you and and I know I can attest for the fact that Tony would give you a very detailed answer to your question back because I've asked her a few questions before and uh, she takes the time to really think it through. You, you get a very detailed answer that is specific to what you're looking for. So I know that uh, that, that would happen if they reach out to you. We are, we're so excited to have you at CARD 2018, September 26th and 27th in Halifax. And Tony will be there for the entire event. So you're going to have a chance to talk to her you can ask her about how the things that she's contributing can make a difference in your results. I can't wait. I just, I get excited when I'm talking about it. It's going to be such an awesome event for our participants. They can really spend the time improving their business. And with experts like Tony there, 
uh, I'm willing to guarantee that it's going to be productive and that they're going to move their business ahead. So if you need to figure out how to bring innovation into your plan to sell your products, you really need to be there. And if you need more details about the event, you can visit www.skufood.com for more details. And if you didn't get a chance to uh, write down some of Tony's contact information, you can always call me at 902-489-2900 or email me at peter at skewfood.com and I'd be happy to, uh, to connect you. So Tony, I want to say thank you for joining us today. It's really been great. Sorry, go ahead. I just said it was a pleasure. Oh, okay. Pleasure for me too. It's been great to learn more about innovation and how it applies to the food industry. Uh, I know myself that I learned a lot. So thank you for joining us on Skew Food Talks, where we're committed to helping suppliers grow their bottom line. You've been listening to Skew Food Talks with Peter Chapman and Gary Morton. If you have a comment or question about this episode, please email podcast at skewfood.com. That's podcast at skufood.com. To find out more about how Skew Food can help your food business's bottom line, visit skewfood.com. That's skufood.com.